Nightmare Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. the hardcore radio i guess we're doing it right now <laughs> all right so fuck it um yeah you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio um i wasn't ready but i guess i guess we are now um this is this is episode fuck like uh 109 i believe um this is yeah this is episode 109 or 110 um, let's, let's go back to the archive because I'm, um, so no, we're actually at, um, <laughs> way past that. We, we're actually at episode 112. Um, we do have a lost episode, um, out there that probably will never be listened to. Um, if you're listening to this live, uh, we, I still have to edit our live show that we did last week where we did. So when we mean when I mean live, I mean everything is live from beginning to end, not just like a regular live show where, you know, I I have a uh, inserted, um, you know, I don't want to give away a magic, but not everything, not every part of the show is a hundred percent live. So, so last week we did first everything live, and it was not it was not uh, you know I didn't take a lot of time to think about it. I just uh, Chris couldn't come in for our regular uh, riff session of uh, of just like riffing with our mouths, um, just talking that shit. And uh, so I was like, well, what if we just do the whole thing live? And then I had then uh, Bremerton Rob came on and then and uh, then we then we had uh, who did who else? Who else did? Did we do we have Indiana Mark? super and and overall how did you how did you feel all in all about it we obviously had some technical hiccups at the beginning mm-hmm. but how did you feel doing something pretty much all the way live for the first time in three years i i had a good time you know um it was uh it was definitely like an experience doing it with like other people since straight up like since you know our old ways with kgrg we 
pretty much just kind of well mainly you you know captain of the dead air ship but i kind of slip in every now and then but you know we used to just do it me and you but having like actual people join in on it is uh it was fun you know i had a good time definitely big fan want to do it more often oh yeah i think i want to try to do it as a um as a once uh um at least like a once a month type thing because i think it just keeps things fresh because the uh, if anybody listens out there there's a just a quantity amount of any genre of uh of podcasts and with even a, a niche genre such as hardcore we're we're seeing obviously like this is hardcore has their own podcast on top of our you know axe to grind and all the other podcasts that have um you know sprung up in the last few years um even though still regardless of the quality we have stayed consistent and nobody can uh nobody can ding us for that for sure you can't you can't ding us for the consistency because we have been extremely like i guess we've taken weeks off but fuck we've still we've still kept our kept our name and kept doing kept doing shit even if we've even if we've taken a couple weeks off here and there um sometimes even the people who are like i would do this week after week after week for six months and then ah fuck we're still we're still fucking doing it so for people who haven't listened i should probably do an intro we are a two-hour uh, radio program. We're a radio program first. We focus on hardcore, punk, metal, and all adjacent genres. Mostly new shit. We don't subscribe to much nostalgia, but we make connections here and there. And we will talk about, obviously, old shit, but a lot of people subscribe to nostalgia. But we are... I am a millennial, and Chris is a zillennial. So I'm like, we... I'm... We're older than the than the uh, Gen Zers out there, and shout out to all the new any newer listeners and Gen Zers that uh, that listen are interested. We're a very uh, welcoming show. Not not a lot of judgment um, as far as this show. We're not we're not gatekeepers in any sense. So uh, mm-hmm. welcome, but uh, yeah, it's just, it. So I don't like to act like we were in a space. 15 20 years ago that we weren't since um even me being 31 years old i was the you know 20 years ago i was a fucking youngin and chris was chris was too and go further back i was an infant and and chris was not in not even a thought he was not even in, in existence so like there's a lot of shit we love but i don't want to relive Try to make you make the listener relive something that wasn't real. I can give you the information. That is what I what I want to do because like people are like what do you what do you know? You're literally I can't like when they see it. I can't tell if you look like a fucking a sixty year old man or an infant. And I'm like I don't know either. I don't fucking know, man. So, uh, yeah. It's me. My name's Trevor. I used to go by Trevbot, but I just I think Trevor's like it's just it's just easier um, with all the uh, with all the other projects that I help around uh, in Tacoma in the NWCC studio. I just like I stick by Trevor because uh, 
you know, even even before the pandemic, I feel like I hadn't hung out with the with a lot of my general friends that call me Trevbot. And obviously we left KGRG. So uh, like all those people who used to call me Trevbot, I don't I barely talk to. So but I'm still calling you X Chris X. That's chill. That I mean, shit's that shit's I, I, sick. I introduced myself as X Chris X still. Dude, still, I think that's I think that's rad. I think that's a name that should stick. Trevbot's like a radio name, but not like a, a fucking hardcore name. I just think just call me Trevor, call me Trev. I mean, if you still want to call me Trevbot in private, that's chill, but just do Trev. What about Trippy? Trippy, that's Yes, off fucking air. Trippy's my that's my home name that my kid has given to me. That you know the the type of name that all young kids give to other adults when they when they haven't officially formed all words yet. So, uh, you know, I've had that with my grandma, and you know, I'm sure that's not an uncommon thing. So let's uh let's get into the show. We uh. First of all, the socials, um, get the social media at dead air NWCZ at both Instagram and Twitter. Um, then you can go to our website, dead radio.com and then Facebook, facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio. And then you can always send us an email, whether it's a submission question, whatever the fuck you want. Hate mail is cool as well. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If you're talking shit, which, um, yeah. Um, with our newest uh, form of um, of media, of social media, we we might get some shit talkers, which is fine. The shit talk line is a hundred percent open. Um, but yeah, deadairnwcz at gmail dot com, and we have a new form of media that I opened up this week. Um, I've been I've been doing it on my own personal terms, and I've been talking about it and thinking about it. Um, but I've seen more and more people. And there's a there seems to be better growth on TikTok. Whether you fucking dude, I know people are gonna cringe at it, especially anyone who's twenty over twenty five, because anyone who probably saw it last year and saw like the ads, like no fuck that. Um, but fuck you, I'm capitalizing on this shit. I'm a, uh, I'm a I'm a cap. I'm obviously a fucking capitalist scum. Um, as as is Chris with his cut with his fucking fancy company car, um, that he that he got from his <laughs> from his fucking corporate job. Oh yes, no, I will be a capitalist slumlord if I can remote start in from inside my house, so I can already go to a warm car. Yes, I am this, a piece of crap. Right but here. no, no but, longer but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it. But to real, I'm gonna take advantage of it because. There's a lot of younger listeners who are looking for punk and the most, if you're on there, most of the shit is, uh, there's not a lot of hardcore. So there's only a few. So the few people who talk about it are, have a pretty decent audience. And I'm like, I think it's time to put on our hardcore thinking caps and actually kind of talk seriously. Um, and you know, discuss discuss different types of of music. I've opened it up to many styles of punk. The only one I will not talk about is folk punk. I um, that seems to be the one that people li- love to talk about. I just can't fucking do it. Um, so there's th- there's that. So yeah, check out check out 
D A H C two five three on TikTok if you if you frequent it. Um, so let's talk about the show. So we did our we did our riffing. Um, so we had um, we started off with uh, music from uh, Bulletproof Backpack, um, which if you haven't heard, it's a pretty fucking sick pro. Uh, project from a 14 year old kid um there's a lot of, like i hear um like everything fucking 80s from this of course and um you heard just like you felt you you felt like you heard like a different song every time right chris when you were listening when you were listening to this yes word for word um yeah, so 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 verbatim, like that's just seriously, um, what what I what I said. I don't know why I just like you said word for word, and I just decided to say verbatim. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just like I just decided to just echo your words back. You know what? This is true hardcore, baby. Um, dude, it is. It honestly is super fun. Um, it's super fucking sick. I, it kind of it kind of ties into. Um, the whole TikTok shit. Um, but um, let's. So, but uh, yeah. What do we played? Um, broken, which is like the fourth. Uh, which is like the fourth track on it. This is the second release from Bulletproof Backpack. We played them uh, a while back. They the from Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I believe. Yeah, Rhode Rhode Island. Um. Hashtags the tags uh, Providence, Rhode Island, Newport, and uh, yeah. So it's on a Providence uh, record label, which I believe it's it's his fucking label. Uh, um, I bo- that from what I've heard, I'm I'd love to talk to the kid, but would I? I'm not. Um, if it is his label, then that is so fucking sick. Um, it's from youth, I think it is. Uh, youth distribute. I mean, you can fact check me because last week you started spewing off all the wrong facts about about your own friends' bands. It's it's very true, and they put me in check real quick. I'm just like, I was like, dude, like the people, like if you're gonna do hyper local talk, don't make it inaccurate. <laughs> true. Now I just sound like like. I don't- Who's going to fucking listen to this shit? So this is the follow-up to Total Lockdown um, by Bulletproof Backpack. And did you look up Did you look up anything on uh, on Youth Distribute? Um, I haven't pulled it up quite yet, but so far it says it's run by Alex, and that's who's... Oh, yeah, then know. that's him. That's straight up. So this is... So how fucking sick is that? On top of that, it... Um, so it has like a few different um releases and also has an X Files X live recording um That's... on theirs as well. So I'm like, this kid is really um doing shit. So I mean if you're if you're a fan of kids that are that are like get into hardcore through the right lanes and at that age, like this fourteen year old obviously has been um educating himself in the like straight up classics you can hear you can hear some minor threat riffs you can hear um 
so you can hear some Reagan youth. You can hear the you can hear the black flag, the descendants, all mm-hmm. of that. And I uh, I gotta go through the rest of the thing. I'd love to have this kid on the show because this would be a really cool. Um, I think that'd be a really cool thing to have. Like literally our youngest guest probably ever. Um, lowest priority was pretty young when they came in and. Cause they were like all like 16, 17, some 18, but, um, mm-hmm. this would be by far the youngest, which is super fucking cool. Um, so tying, um, b- tying that in to, uh, just like what we're, what we're fucking talking about, um, today. And before we get into some, into some topics, um, we do, we do have guests. We have Stu Folsom, um, from spirit world, um, to talk about just uh to talk about the spirit world's um latest record it's super fun it's super super good um pagan rhythms um and you listen to a little bit of it but like uh yeah no it's some of some of like the bluesy leads the like like there it it has uh if you haven't listened to it and you're fans of fucking sepultura your fa- fans of obituary, all classic like '90s death metal, mixed with like, um, shit like Marauder and other and other like basically metal and hardcore and straight up fucking metal, and it's uh, well done. It doesn't get lost in the sauce. Um, like I I know a lot of people um, have con- um, complaints about metal bands such as like Gate Creeper who have hardcore people playing metal or like have like this just like very subtle hint of hardcore that's like very hard to track down especially for someone who who might be young and or new to the genre like not really get it or not be very versed in hardcore or like classic death metal and if you're just like a classic like fucking metal dude you're you're gonna be like eh been there fucking done that but um the marriage of the two worlds uh of hardcore and metal for spirit world are very very um it's a it's a very um tight and noticeable and unique union and i'm very um if you haven't listened to it if you haven't listened to pagan rhythms i highly suggest you do that um but before that, we have uh, let's uh, let's do some let's do some talking points. We'll talk about your Twitter shit on the next break. But uh, we'll to tie it into like the TikTok shit. Um, so my first video um, that I that I got. So if you go to our TikTok, I haven't done anything really creative yet. I literally have treated it like like a video version of like the Facebook punk groups. And that kind of just like went off from there. And like, when you do that shit, you literally make one video and then you just respond to all the fucking other You make videos to respond to all the other fucking responses. And, um, it just started off with this 18 year old, um, uh, kid on TikTok who basically said people in their late twenties don't know shit about, uh, punk rock. Um, kind of like the typical kid who is like, gets into, uh, to crusty, um, stuff. There's, you know, the discharge patches, like the literal, like 
Um, you get the literal fucking pants that are just like literally sewn up, made of patches. Um, you know, DIY hats and with you know sharpie and pen and stuff like that. So like nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. If you've been, you know, in music and heart and hardcore and punk for a considerable amount of time, it's what you it's what you expect. Um, but it's also an interesting thing to think about because like, so I don't know how long this kid's been hardcore. He could have been hardcore since he was like five to you know he could have been in hardcore since he was five. He or just sure. got into hardcore, so it's it's interesting to to because you don't know how many like shows this kid has gone to, and like I've talked about it a lot, like how like Gen Z is getting kind of like the younger part of Gen Z is getting deprived of uh of like going out into the world, especially if they're getting into DIY music, so because they're they're all seeing it from their keyboards or their phones and um, seeing the older Gen X, you know, boomer and sometimes, uh, you know, and definitely now millennials talk, start to talk shit. Like, like it's kind of discouraging when like punk is a youth movement. It's like, you're even if you're old, you're like, it's, it's still for the youth. And it's like, to like you're you're feeding you're supposed to be feeding energy off of each other you're supposed to like like make way for new people and and get to know these new people and and have a have have a have like you know there's always going to be a new wave and new blood and and getting in the way of that is just kind of fucking bullshit so i kind of see where like his his main his full video said, you know, people in their late twenties don't know shit about punk because they haven't been to a show in five years, which is honestly correct for a lot of people. Like literally, if you've gone to shows since you were seventeen, eighteen, you have this like five six year stint where you just like go to shows, 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 and then you sometimes you move on unless you're like in a band, have you know, or have a radio show or have some sort of involvement. It's hard to just be you know, or book shows, do anything like, like basically if you describe yourself like Trevor in any way, just pay if you're paying. Well, yeah, I've done all those things. And those what I'm, cause I wanted to get involved. And sometimes they're like, I get it. Like, uh, it's a, I'm, I'm full of anxiety. So like, so like I could not go out and, and, and do all the same things like my mental capacity for most anything is limited. And that's why sometimes this show sounds like absolute shit with how much um, stuff I do. So like me being super outgoing, that's why sometimes I'm like, it's easier for me to drop a link in my Facebook. Like if you want to do the show, that'd be cool. Um, if guests, you know, hit me up instead of trying to always like go out and try to contact and build a relationship with every guest. Not that I don't want to, but it, it, it gets nerve wracking over time when you don't, um, address your own anxiety. And sometimes like I, I was lucky enough to like, have a have a window of life where I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. So 
I had time to build up the nerve to go do these things. And I had friends to encourage me, but some people don't. So like after a while it get it gets fucking old for some people. And I totally get it. Or, mm-hmm. or like you have to start doing it in moderation. Like I'm, I'm doing it. And like, I mostly go to fucking shows like pre pandemic by myself. So I completely agree. A lot of the boomer punks online got fucking annoyed and, you know, started talking shit. And then I, and then when I agree, when I agreed with it as a 31 year old hardcore dude, people are trying to quote unquote educate me, um, on shit. And, uh, you know, somebody told me seaweed and sunny day real estate was, were the first post-punk bands. And you're an idiot if you don't think that. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that person, but if you're really going to be, how are you going to be that inaccurate and try to make me look stupid wow. by being that inaccurate? They clearly like, never listened to the you. And they they were just like, how can you even trace the cure back to post punk? And I'm like, that's just inaccurate. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I was like, how can you it's say not. bands like Diva? I was like, cause just because you, I was just like, this ain't a post-punk show, so my post-punk knowledge is at the very basic level, but like, it's it's at the one hundred one level to where you know when when people ask me, so I can ta- so I can you know so I can put the connections together, and that's why how I know stuff. And like, it's not I don't hate post-punk, and I when you show me a good post-punk band, I'm fucking I'm, I'm fucking all about it. But, and I just, and, and I talk about, like we said earlier, I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm cool with, this is a, this is more of a no judgment zone, but if you're going to, to just like come, come at me and just like treat this like a political, like, like people were arguing, um, and said, and like telling me like Blake's, like I said something or other and they're like, Oh, that's a straw man argument. And I was like, no, that's not. I'm just like, I'm telling you facts and you're just not, you're not like, you don't, you're just not accepting. You're not accepting anything I'm saying. And then, but now you're acting like I'm like, I challenge you to a fucking debate. So the, there's pros and cons to this app, but I do like that. This has been the easiest way to grow an audience. Like ever, I'm oh I'm fucking with my phone while I'm on here. Um, my bad. Oh, yeah. So, any 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 thought? Any other thoughts to add to that before we get to the music? Um, it's just kind of like so, like hearing old heads just talk about experiences, like you know, in of like their time and and punk and hardcore, like bands that meant to them. And like when I wouldn't relate to that, I'm just like, what do you, what do you know, old head? But it's just kind of like as I kind of, you know, as we, uh, you know, old men grow older, you know, things start to make sense, right? Um, I, I just happened to watch that TikTok you were referencing, and you know what? It like makes sense because you know a lot of our you know friends and peers, you know, 
it's like something that we end up doing for, you know, a lot of like our teens, early 20s, you know, go to shows, get involved, you know, do the hardcore thing. And then, you know, a lot of us want to, you know, do I'm different. And, I'm 100 percent. I 100 percent. And I'm no. And like if I ever got to talk to this kid, Al, uh, Alex from Bulletproof Backpack, I'm sure he has he has some knowledge that I don't even know because he is reliving. Oh, he's reliving parts of like you only get to fall in love with this like for the first time one time you get to you get the first you get the first feel for this the first time so and everybody's is different so he's experiencing all shit that i haven't listened some stuff that you and i haven't listened to for five to ten years so Mm -hmm. and 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 probably has new thoughts about this shit that i didn't even think about and no and and is you know, dedicated to it where I'm like, like when somebody asks me a question, I got a like, or something about a band that I haven't thought about. And people are doing that on the TikTok. I'm like, I got to really like clear my head real quick to try to process the information and be like, and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's what the, you know, and you know, not and because the information I have has been, stored away for quite some time so Mm -hmm. to try to unearth some of it i gotta i gotta mentally prepare myself it was it was also like you know hardcore in itself it's kind of like the young person's game you know absolutely um it always is it's for the fucking youth um so for the fucking kids you know let let the kids go off we're for the kids by the kids so like as this show goes on the kids are gonna it's gonna be continually more youth centered even if there are bands that we have like obviously played like we've seen bands that we have played from the very beginning um you know become bigger and bigger and or or just continue to do their thing you know and uh that's really cool but it's still like it's still like there's my hope our always hope is there's new bands like and and especially kids because like if there's no kids there's no fucking scene <laughs> but you have to have kids with you have to have kids with the time and the effort to make this because it's not this isn't like a a huge like marketable genre where old people old fucking like fucking Jeff Bezos isn't going to throw a bunch of money into into hardcore labels or venues. So he's actually he's shit like that. He's actually taking away money and like me and like this whole this whole thing is like with the fucking rich getting richer is not is not is doing zero favors and doing actually the opposite and and hurting and hurting uh you know small businesses and you know, people who run small businesses that help contribute to our, uh, our small DIY communities. So, so basically to compete venues are going to put an Amazon touchless pay in, in replacement of entry. Now, if you have Amazon prime, you're prime. If you don't, you gotta, sorry, gotta have that damn, that damn microchip. Yeah. From the, from the vaccine, That'll be that. That's how you're gonna pay for everything. Oh God! 
fuck. Anyways, At this point, let's go to music. Foghorn. Um, I've not, I actually this first time playing this band. Um, Yo. Tsunami hit like fucking. Uh, they're basically like side by side with Tsunami. They're like the lesser note. They're like Tsunami's little brother that don't that doesn't get talked about enough because it's literally in the same lane. They're from the they're from the bay, um, and it's literally just it's it's the same it's the same if you haven't if you've listened to tsunami it's the same basically attack what was there anything you would say that's that's really different from um my favorite part i don't know if you checked out the band camp description but it seems like it's all put on by one person i think Um, you might be you you might be right so um, oh so yeah, X Kenny uh, X. Gunshots, X Kenny X. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sick. Coming out with uh, uh, SF Metal, which is a three song. I've, I'm going to consider because nobody likes to say whether it's a fucking EP, a demo, or or anything anymore. People just want to put out a Bandcamp release. Um, and I don't think there's a tape, so let's just call it a release. <laughs> yeah. So this this three song release from Foghorn, um, it's pretty fucking cool. It's uh, I'm I'm glad that they continued to uh, put out some shit like, and they're 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 definitely the lesser known from tsunami. Tsunami's getting all that hype. Um, where I don't I don't know. It's probably this one this one man band is not trying to do. Well, actually, Tsunami wasn't trying to do what they did, what they succeeded at doing. Isn't that amazing? Uh, well, uh, dude, it's the Gen Z kids. It's the hype. It's the it's people love um, like shit that's like not serious or out there. That's why fucking uh, what's his fucking face? Takashi six nine like. Even though he was canceled as fuck, um, got like got like a number one fucking single when he after he fucking ratted out his homies <laughs> and, and like has a whole Hulu do- documentary. Yeah, so that's fucked up. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Tr- this is I feel like this is the somewhat like Gen Z judgment episode, but. I have, I have, like, I think, like, where, um, just the, the total, just, like, lack of, of respect and the, and the total just, like, seeped every single thing in, in just sarcasm and just, uh, sat, like, basically, they were like this generate like where we're pretty much we bathed in satire gen z is was born just born satire oh yes so gen z popped out and they were like lamau hey <laughs> lamau so let's play gen the z first popped up and they were like bet <laughs> all right let's play the first song um foghorn <laughs> foghorn salute um by uh by Foghorn here on Dead Air Two Hours of Hardcore Radio. What better way to send you off than in true 
Francisco fashion with a foghorn salute. Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us.
back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. This is episode 112. Um, we're going to get to our interview with Stu Folsom in just a second. Just a, a reminder um, that I didn't say earlier that we are um, we are a podcasted show. Um, we're first and foremost a radio show, but sometimes you hear the like the long breaks because we uh, we we fucking talk a lot. Um, I, we try to keep it. We try to keep our other breaks a little bit shorter, but uh, sometimes I just can't fucking handle it. This is my show. I get to do what the fuck I want. So there's this is we're not going to try to abide by by rules so if you like it you like it and if you don't you don't but check us out if you do like it spotify apple podcasts google podcasts anchor and a bunch more um wherever, anywhere where you pretty much consume podcasts so after foghorn uh we played mind's eye with a uh, true blue definitely uh reminds me of some like a uh, late some later uh leeway shit uh mixed with some e-town in there you saw i think were you at the mind's eye show last year at real art um i was not unfortunately okay i don't remember if but, you but guys I, were, I don't remember if you guys were there that was a lot of people there's actually a lot of people at that show that was like that thursday night show um <coughs> back last do you like, remember the other bands playing uh fortune's fool was one of them. Oh yeah, that show. Yeah, I couldn't get out of work for I that. Think, I think I feel like I feel like Ashley was there, right? Who was the opener? Do you remember that? I think Bio Means played. Uh, oh no, we weren't we weren't there. Okay, well, I don't fucking I don't fucking know or remember, but that was a fun that was a fun show. I it sounds fun. Um, and if you listen to uh, Mind's Eye, they are. Uh, they're they're pretty sick like i said like soaked in like a crossover um meets a little bit more uh more of a beat uh beat down band from colorado um they toured with fortune's fool last year and a half ago um they came out with uh a street their their release street justice uh back in july and now have this ep uh titled true blue which uh like i said it has a desperate measures leeway sound mixed with a um obviously if you want to compare it to some modern uh music definitely has the uh the turn uh the turnstile 90s vibe with it especially with with the imagery the sounds um so check it out um after that uh we pl- we went back to some uh just straight fucking death metal with uh undergang We've, I've actually never played any of this band's uh, shit before, but it's so fucking... It's, like, literally so fucking good. Um, we put... We played the latest record. I'm not even gonna try to uh, <laughs> um, pronounce, like, the names. So just check out the, the latest... Um, the latest record from them. Um, just straight up fucking death metal. I want to talk just a little bit about the fucking... Uh, we were talking about, we were talking about like elitists and shit. And we kind of talked about like people's, um, opinions on like, like the newer bands of like mm-hmm. hardcore kids, like kind of either playing death metal or quote unquote ripping off death metal. Um, do you want to read 
this fucking uh little this little bit real quick. Oh yeah, just with Under Gang's latest release, <laughs> I was just kind of peeping at the band at camp the, at the comments. Uh, Hey, if, yeah, you put, if you put your fucking comments out, we're gonna. I'm gonna read them. I don't. It doesn't yeah. say your. It it doesn't say his name. So or their name. So, fuck it, man. You put it out here for they're, the world. Quote unquote. They're all riffs, but not in the dumbed down metalcore jock ripping off bolt thrower way, aka creeping death or genocide pack, etc. Seems like a very specific type of uh, description, metalcore jock. It definitely um, has a like a like a carcass, like super, like disgusting, um, sa- sound. Maybe more riffy and not like any like carcass, not any like carcass, um, you know, leads or anything like that. Nothing super technical. It's super it, for the most part. Um, and we played track three from the from this latest record, and um, yeah, um, it my my opinion of it is it sounds like a group of of people who lit who live in a dark basement, um, with little supplies. Maybe get th- maybe get thrown down a few crackers every time, every once in a while, and then they they record fucking music in the fucking dark. Um, they are big um, Neanderthal um, type dudes who just like fucking look down at the floor while they're fucking playing music because it doesn't matter because it's fucking dark. And they uh, they they play their fucking music in, in their in their in their sweaty fucking uh, gym shorts and ripped up T-shirts. And uh, then they record this and uh, throw the fucking tape up the stairs. Somebody grabs it. Um, they throw them another fucking plate of food, and then they keep fucking uh, making this disgustingly um, um, heavy, bleak, probably just like making this music while waiting to die shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that was straight from the dome, man. Straight from the dome. <laughs> Such a lovely description makes me want to go there. Hashtag goals. <laughs> this is this is really like you should probably be channeling maybe not that exact energy, maybe a similar similar or uh, a, maybe a similar energy <laughs> to if you're, if you're, like- try, if you're trying to achieve this sound. But like, like if you like punk and you like hardcore and you don't like something, this just like fucking insanely just like cavemanish in neanderthal you, you you need to you check your shit because this is like the shit that all good heavy music or heavy like hardcore kind of derives from this is where this is like a starting point for a lot for a lot of people so like having re like having bands that still make music death metal like this this gets me excited because i'm not a huge death metal person i don't have a gigantic like i have a very shallow pool of bands but when i when i get attached to a band um like i said like carcass or bolt thrower i'm Mm -hmm. i'm i'm all fucking in uh so same or like celtic frost and stuff like that so stuff like i said very shallow 
very like basic, but when if you show me something like this, like Undergang, I'm I'm literally all in, and it's just it's it it makes me like stuff that just like bathes in that desperate stench of just darkness. Um, you know, I have such a way with words, but uh, so let's get uh let's get to our interview. We've talked enough. Um, I tried to make this a little bit shorter, but at least it's going to be shorter than the last one. So we're going to play Pagan Rhythms by Spirit World. Then we're going to get Stu on the line. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. The idea that certain rhythm patterns or sequences serve as conduits for spiritual energies linking individual human consciousness with the God. The devil knows this. The devil knows how to use Yeah. 
actually trying to do uh an actual zoom video for like the first time even though people have been like like i'm way behind the zoom trend right now like like six plus months um but i'm gonna give it a shot to see how this uh how this goes i'm on the line with Stu from Folsom and uh spirit world uh any other projects that i don't that i don't know about because i'm those are the only two i really am uh familiar no, that's with. it man i that's all I've done. Because uh, Spirit World's been the past four to five years, correct? Uh, yeah, really the last couple of years, I think. Um, probably like 2016, 2017, something. And then what? W- how long was the break between um, doing Folsom and, uh, and Spirit World? Um, well, Folsom stopped doing stuff like 2010 I yeah think. that's what i thought then, so almost like seven like a whole like six seven years of of not really uh performing music but yeah, we're, pretty but, much i mean we'd get together and do some stuff but were you working on music behind the scenes or you just kind of got or did you just kind of get burnt out yeah i um i never stopped trying to write songs and do stuff but i just stopped trying to do it formally and share it with people, you know? So I'm still sitting on just tons of stuff I have because you write a song and then if you don't do anything with it, eventually it just goes in the, you know, the dustbin. So I kind of reworked some of that stuff for the early third world demos. And then um, just, you know, trying to put stuff out now. And was it more of like a just tired to put, because Putting like versus just like attend like going going and attending shows, being a part of them, putting them together, or being like an act on a show for like pl- actual playing shows for a good amount of time that can that can take a lot out of you. Was that was that kind of the reason you wanted to just kind of withdraw from live shows for a little while? Yeah, and I, it was just one of the things like that. Folsom got to the point where like we were touring, like playing in Europe doing everything and we had the we had just kind of leveled up to 
where we could tour full time. And then just organically, like my brother got married, had a kid. Um, my guitar player, Matt, moved to New York, was dating uh, this girl that was in law school out there. And so it was like, get a bunch of scabs to keep that going or just kind of figure it out. And then I needed to like figure out what I was going to do professionally and kind of build the life I wanted with my girl because all through my 20s being on tour, you know, it's tough to it's tough to get both things going, right? To have like financial security and like big boy shit going while you're constantly jumping in a van for months on end, breaking even. So I had like a nice period there where I figured out what I was going to do, grown up style, you know, got a house. And once I got all that stuff kind of situated, I've kind of built my life where I can now invest time, money, energy, record demos at my house, all that shit. So I can do a band and do it how I want to, you know? And I think that's very important the way you just said it. Cause, um, you know, if you read interviews and, and know a little bit about you, you have a very diverse, um, palette of music that you, that you consume and listen to. And I feel like there's, um, there's a, there's a lot in, um, pagan rhythms. There's a lot in, um, it seems it seems like almost it's a not only this seems like a passion project almost. Yeah, it is. Like I don't like I don't want to be in a band full time or have a job. Like that shit sucks. Trying to hang out with people in vans that are I don't know. That's not for me. So like making records is cool. Like I love that writing songs. Like the artistic part balanced with going out playing shows, but I just want to make the records I want to buy. You know what I mean? So I can kind of do whatever I want, put the time and love into it. And then people like it. Cool. Does this feel more like yourself when you're writing stuff for this record? Um, 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 in contrast of what you wrote in the past for your, uh, previous band. Um, well, this is all me. So I write all the songs. So I, there's no, um, a lot of times when you're in a band, like you'll have a song and start it heading one way. And then by the time it gets filtered through everybody's ideas, the styles they want to incorporate, it ends up on the other side is a totally different beast. So with this stuff, I have complete control. Like I know where it's headed and then I just kind of get it there. So in that respect, it's definitely 100% the stuff I'm into at the moment. Like this is what, all about you know and uh just like be like also that it has to you know attribute to being younger doing bands like for the first time when you're when you're younger you have all these different everybody gets together with a ton of different ideas and you have to try to make that um that compromise and also like you are you're also trying to sound current um for and fulsome for um their for you know their stint had um you know a heavy sound that was current for what was going on for during that um right it, for that decade for that era so it's it's all about yeah, that's true <laughs> being like what how do we how do we like for a i mean i mean that and that goes to any era for a band like when you have all these ideas you want to what can i do um you know sometimes when you're like Cause you also try to think about the touring aspect too. It's like, 
what are we have to do a little something for the kids or something for the new for for the people who are going out to shows but when you're just doing like something straight for the passion it's just like whoever listens listens but i yeah. absolutely love this and this is what i love you know and i'm you know if other people love it too that's that's chill yeah it is and when you're young there's that there's a spontaneity of when you have all your best friends in a room and nobody knows how to play guitar and you just like like magic happens there like the smiles and the sweat like in the practice room like that's a special thing to go through and then i think as you get older like for me like i'm not as much interested in that aspect as i am like looking at albums on my shelf that i'm like these are the albums like the 25 things that just like set me on my ass that I still listen to. Like when I'm down, I put this shit on and it like brightens up my day. So I have all these records that I hold like really high. And so I want to make something that 20 years from now, some kids doing an interview and like looking back at my stuff. And I think for that personally, cause I'm not a musician as far as like, I mean, I can barely are, but I can do just enough of everything to write what I want. You know, like I can't play a cover song. I can't play, anything Slayer's ever written as hard as I would want to. Like, that's not my shit, but I can nowadays write the stuff in my head. If that makes sense at all. You know, I think, I think that's, I think that's easier if you're, because that's, that's you. You're not. Um, also, if you're like playing, even if it's in your room, you're like, if I, if I want to, if I want to, you know, mimic this song that I, door and that I, that has influenced me so much i want to get it right so even if you're just doing that in your room there there's be like i don't want to fuck this up but then when it's coming from your own head of like how can i possibly fuck this up this is my, this is me yeah like and I, think- I read a lot of it based on like the drum grooves too nowadays so i'll like come up with the like the idea of the drum beat and then just ringing out chords on guitar and then I'll flesh it out with the riff. So a lot of times it's, I don't know, it just kind of built itself. You know what I mean? No, ab- absolutely. Um, so just to get into, into this, uh, into this record. So prior to this, so spirit world, um, came out with, um, some recordings, some splits and stuff prior to, prior to pagan rhythms and, uh, stylistically it was a little bit different. You want to talk about that a little bit in the transition to, uh, this yeah, current was, record. Yeah, it was totally different. Um, we've only, we've went and recorded three times. One recording session hasn't come out yet. It's more, um, of the like country punk rock stuff. But the first recording session is what was on the demo the split and then a digital single that we put out. So that was just me taking a bunch of like country songs that I'd written. And then uh, Matt Shrum moved down here and we were hanging out all the time. And so we started kind of just old school, like getting in a room, playing it and decided we had, like we sped it all up and kind of punk rocked out the fucking country songs I had and went for like a kind of a West coast, like mid eighties rockabilly punk thing kind of in the X Dwight Yoakam vein, you know, our attempt at that. And then we just went in and cut them, learned the songs, went and cut them with Sam Pura did. Um, I think we did seven or eight songs and then that kind of trickled out and we played a show, got a great response. And then um, like right after that, I kind of made a decision too to get sober, stop partying. And so I didn't, I didn't want to like have that thing where you're, playing in a ruckus band and like hanging out 
and bars. So I focused on that too. So we didn't play another live show for a couple of years. So I'll be three years um, sober in January. So that was kind of a reason for the gap. Cause personally, I just wanted to make sure I could do the band thing how I want to. And being in that like party binging mode is something I don't, I have zero interest in, you know, lived it, did it. So I kind of wanted to get that stuff locked up. So kind of the transition was during that period where like, I knew I was going to do this band more um, intentional and like put a lot of effort into it as soon as I got shit ready to go. But then I had this idea. I'm just like, I want to make a heavy like thrash death metal record. And then I went back and forth a bunch about, do I want to start a new band? And I ultimately just settled on, I don't fucking care. Like, it's not going to be my job. If it ever gets anything like traction where it's important and there's money coming in, I'll figure out that'll be good problems to have. You know what I mean? But as far as like trying to do a different band for every type of music I want to write, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just put it out and be that weird band. Like, I mean, there's bands that have gotten away with doing whatever they want through the years. And like, I look at some of them and I'm like, why can't I just be one of those weird bands that has a heavy record as true record and, it's it's really cool because like like especially if you have like those two dual kind of distinct sounds that also like kind of complement each other because also like Pagan Rhythms does have like kind of a little bit of a you know a dirty kind of so- a southern vibe to it with also some like there's some there's some good rhythm some uh, bl- so a little bit of bluesy style guitar like it's it's sick and like you you. Uh, uh, and it's this isn't a world that I'm totally you know accustomed to, but you you kind of like spirit world is is kind of like an alt uh, country some that it pulls from that world, correct? Like from an old yeah yeah from a, like, it, like a movie. All of that's like all those choices are intentional. Like I didn't want to make a death metal record that completely alienates like the other side of stuff I have going. So it took a lot of thinking to try and figure out how to do it. Cause I also want to work more in fiction too. And in creative writing. So I kind of, I, I thought a lot about what I wanted to do. And so I found a way to tie this stuff in and nobody else is doing anything, you know, similar to this. So I think I've got my own lane to just drop the records and books and shit that I want and just have a ball with it, you know? And I think that's a good spot to be creatively because there's no pressure. And if people like it, then. Yeah. You have no expectations to, to, to meet except your own. You do, you do what you want. Yeah. You do what you want to do. And I think that's, that's like a huge and important uh, place, a place to be for anyone who's like creative and also doesn't want to be like held down to, I want to, I have to be this genre or I have to just do this thing with my name, with my name. This doesn't have to just be a band name. I can do, I can, I can use it for all my creative purposes. Yeah. Why not? That's and it makes so it simple cool. too. Cause it's just, you know, eventually people understand what I'm doing and it'll make sense. But right now I knew it'd be a little strange for people right off the bat, but I just think content is king. And if you put out a great record, it'll find its audience. And then, there you go. Um, so going into uh, Pagan Rhythms, um, just the record itself, uh, 
from what I get from you know the the very first listen, um, it has it definitely gives me some like I I talked about the groovy vibes. It it starts out it, every song kind of kind of starts out with like an early like kind of nineties style um, death metal. It has some it has some you know uh, obituary in there some and stuff and stuff like that. And it kind of channels um, your vocals kind of channel like your inner dwid um, in a sense for, for some stuff. And then, and that gets into some stuff um, that's a little bit more uh, groovy for me, kind of that reminds me of uh, a KSAD kind of era um, for stuff. What is, what are some, what are some of like a few just off the top of your head, um, just like records and or artists you were listening to when you were, um, coming up with, uh, this specific sound for pagan rhythms. Um, I wanted to make something that I wanted to combine a couple things like the early nineties, um, like the thrash elements of like some of my favorite records, like from Slayer in that time period, like late eighties, early nineties, Sepultura's run. They had like three great records back to back to back, like propane like a lot of those influences that I have and then kind of the Florida death metal scene with obituary fucking love the first couple of six feet under records, um, bolt thrower, like a lot of the mid tempo stuff. And then I wanted to take that and combine that with my love of the like golden era, late nineties, hardcore metal stuff like Marauder, integrity, ringworm, um, strife fucking hate breed hunter demons all that shit so like i kind of those were the main things i was trying to pull from and then you know like you said throwing in some little country blue shit or whatever just weird stuff on top of it but that was like the general lane i wanted to be and i wanted somebody that loves bolt thrower and loves marauder to be able to put this on and be like that's my new favorite band boom it's also a it's also a it's a good marriage of the two um kind of styles of heavy music because sometimes um like i'll listen to some stuff where they where people are hardcore kids making death metal and sometimes they get too lost in their identity of what of what they're trying to accomplish with with it and and like later on, it starts to show, but you see in those early records, but being like, oh man, I really like hardcore, but I also really like death metal. But I'm like, but it's just like, but what side are you really are are you pulling from? Because I'm getting, I'm like sometimes like I don't get. Other, sometimes when I listen to a song from one of those bands, I'll be like, I'm not getting hardcore at all, or I'm not getting like the death metal at all. And so I think that's where this record accomplishes. What's up? I like I like the little cat. My new cat Impala. Hell yeah! I just ad- we just adopted one uh, this week, so it's pretty. It's, I'm I'm pretty happy, and one of the best things that happened <laughs> that has happened in 2020 for me. Um, anyways, uh, going going back on the music, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a. I think I think you have uh, at least for my ears succeeded on what you're trying to accomplish. I appreciate it that man me too like i'm happy with it i when i wrote these songs like they went through different like phases but early on like i just i wrote a couple songs and i could just tell i'm like this captures everything i want so i just like i knew i could i had the songs i just had to execute 
And then that's where working with like Sam Pura, me and him go back a long ways. And so I had the whole record done. I mean, movie samples, everything had a whole full length written demoed out and just hit him up and was like, I need to book studio time. Listen to this and tell me what you think. And as soon as he listened to it, he just called me and it's like, Oh my God, can't wait. This is so fucking good. Like come up here. We're going to kill it. It'll be amazing. And then we spent a ton of time just, just me and him, just like how to like find a sound, you know, find a mood, get the fucking right tone for this so that it captures what we had on the demo, you know, except be able to stand up with records that come out from labels with a lot bigger budget, you know? Yeah. And it's like, this is the, this is the time to capture someone like to really focus on, uh, I mean, not that you're even worried about it. Cause obviously this is a, you know, a project where you're really just focusing on the music, but like for anyone who's looking to tour like younger bands and people who are looking to, uh, hit the ground running when, when it's, uh, when the time comes, uh, and things are available back to you, this is, this is like, the biggest i would say i would say go in uh go into the writing process like you are like this is the perfect time to chill and get into that writing process of just um yeah what you want what what you want to do and how how you want how you want to do it and start putting stuff out there for you know people to listen to and not just focus on i want to you know we've all we've all seen it in scenes where there's bands who they put out a demo and they're already um, one of my one of my friends growing up had a band that had a demo, and they were like had a couple good shows, and then started planning a five year plan for their for their uh, hardcore band. And it's okay yeah. to laugh because he laughs at it now, and he's a he's a good friend of the show. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a funny thing to to think of because I'm like, dude, why don't you think about just like what you want to sound like don't and how you want your records to sound instead of this is where like it's not that's not pro it's not a problem to think it like there's no i don't think there's any issue with like oh man i really want to go play this fest one day or this or or tour this area but like make sure you have what you really want people to hear out before you um you know just just go you know go out there you want to have it you want to have that both you know running simultaneously in my opinion yeah i think it's hard though i mean a lot of times there's two different level like layers of success you can be a pretty crappy band write generic songs but then fit in get blown up for some reason whatever where you can tour and do things and then that's addicting you know you hit the road and next thing you know well and records are no important you know what i mean it's like (laughs) you can have a great time. Well, yeah, and for hardcore bands, you can write a demo and then just just go go insane. Yeah. Just go as hard That's as what I mean, and then <laughs> go as hard as possible. Time to get in a room, you know. Like it, it takes a lot of effort to craft a really good album, and you have to have somebody that can have the vision of what it's going to sound like. You know what I mean? Like all those things have to fall in line. And absolutely, a lot of times, band and you're touring, you're just like it's hard to get five guys to find a leader to step out and say, I'm going to write this stuff, you know? No. And I, I totally, I totally agree. That just goes back to just like why it's, uh, I think having projects like this and being passionate is an important thing. Cause it's not, it not only, um, 
is you know important to the person listening it's it's like it kind of it's kind of sets an example like when you to other uh musicians looking like that you can um you know write for yourself and often you should write for write stuff for for your own self because people say oh i write for myself but sometimes they're they're also still thinking in the back of their head well what what about this this x crowd this you know what about you know the how how will this affect my touring (laughs) yeah but and i talk to like i'm in a spot where i've spent a lot of time and effort getting like i can make records and i don't need anyone i don't need band members i don't need a fucking record label you know what i mean like i have two more full lengths written that that i just got to go track them so kind of like my big picture plan if no one helps me at all like i'm just doing these because i think i can write three killer full lengths after that i don't know if i'll even have the energy to try but like I have this set up with or without anybody and then, you know, just fuck it, you know? And I guess I'll rephrase just a little bit. I think these are like important things for people who, you know, as, as possible of stuff for the future. Like, cause I know, like, I don't, I don't expect it. Oh, just go and do your passion project right this second. Cause obviously you have to like start collaborating with people, find people to play with, to like start bands. There's always a first band. No, I'm, I'm not delusional in the sense of, Oh, your, your first band is going to be the sickest thing, you know, possible. So, you know, this is, it's just, it's, this is a, it's, it's a good proof of, this is a possibility of something that musicians can do. Yeah, it is. But I think, like young folks who keep in mind, I've written a thousand songs. Like before you write something that's going to take time to listen, there's going to be a lot of time and a lot of songs you write that fall flat. You know what I mean? And having that, like a critical ear to yourself where you can write stuff and be once the buzz of having a new creation, a new little piece of art, a song that you made, because you like everything you do and you're proud of it. They're all your little babies but you have to have that inner critic where you can look at something and say, yeah, but is this fucking, is it really special? You know? And I find I'm my harshest critic and like being able to go through and edit my own wild ideas and like get them into a form that achieves the end product. That's almost as hard as coming up with a good riff, knowing when to cut it off and throw shit out that doesn't work that you like, you know what I mean? So let's get into a little bit of, um, just the lyrical content of pagan rhythms. Um, it's been described by some as, uh, um, satanic. Um, what do you want? You want to talk a little bit about, uh, about, um, your writing process of, of, and, uh, what is, what to you, what to you, the lyrical themes are for this? Um, kind of broke up, but lyrical themes, it's all, it's a concept record that all ties into the like fiction world. I built with these short stories, this collection I just dropped called Godlessness. So it's all, it's set in the old West. Um, a lot of themes of, um, kind of Armageddon. It fits in with what's happening now, but it's kind of like a group of characters navigating their way through a world that's right on the precipice of, you know, complete annihilation. 
So it's a lot of themes of, you know, desperation, despair, coming to terms with getting right with the Lord or not, you know, kind of heavy, dark, occulty stuff. So then I kind of pulled and wrote from different points of view, characters that are in these short stories and then injected them right into the album. Oh, awesome. And so going from that, cause you talked about, um, you talked about right around, um, incorporating, um, this project into other media. Do you think you might tie some of these stories together with future other, uh, other projects, um, tied to tied to this? Yeah. Well, there's going to be another full length that, um, of like heavy, like thrashy, deathy stuff and the same vein as pagan rhythms. Um, I have that written and then the collection of short stories I did, it kind of ends. I, I kind of just set the stage without giving any spoilers. So there'll be a part two of that. And then I'm going to drop the second LP. So the full length will come out with the second half of this collection of stories. So it'll be one big story arc through the two. I think, um, I think it'll be, that'll be very cool. Cause it's like, it's like a thing. Cause like, if people didn't realize it's a story when they listen to the second one, it'll be like, okay, I'm going to, it make, gives reason to listen to the first one again and be like, let's do a, you know, a whole listen through. Right. Yeah. It'll, um, that, that's another thing with this project is I realize it's so fucking weird and out there that probably a couple of years from now, once more stuff comes out, people will be able to kind of conceptualize what the, fuck i'm doing you know what i mean like i don't expect people to get it now but that's okay it takes it it takes a second probably for the concept to sink in at least like for the time being you're getting people in there with the music because i haven't i've i have yet to hear any like anything less than praise uh for this project and everyone i feel like anyone who i've shown and anybody who has uh who has listened reviewed has been just um very just excited about uh, about what you're doing. Yeah. So there's a there's a big shared excitement, at least uh, revolving the sound of this record. Yeah, I agree. I've got nothing but um, people that are just stoked on it, and I knew it would like I knew it was good, you know. But you always wonder if people like because sometimes you make stuff that's good and it just doesn't get traction and doesn't get out there. And so I'm just thankful for every single person like you that hears it and then tells somebody else. Cause without that, like there's nobody pushing this. So it's all word of mouth and that can either make a band real special or make it fall flat on its face, you know? So I'm hoping it'll be the, the former and everybody will keep sharing this. And by the time the next comes out, a hundred people spoke to hear it, you know, have a couple thousand and then do the same thing. I think it also comes full circle to the whole in your head in a good way of just what you wanted to, what you wanted to write, because it, it really does for, I would say it's not, it's very rare for me, unless I'm just like not a fan of the certain genre presented. If it's a, if it's something that, that a style of music I really like, I can usually tell that this is like the, the passion um, involved while hearing it of like, this is this person literally just wrote this uh, for him for themselves or this band just wrote a record because this is what they wanted to write. Usually 
it does come it does come out for the listener. So that that's a that's a huge thing. It's very rare for me when I listen to something and be like and and can't and don't get that right away and can't and don't feel the the passion and hard work. But yeah, that's yeah. that might just be me. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I think I think it's true, man. I hear you hear a lot of stuff and you can just tell like a record where somebody's all in, you know, versus like a band where they've put out five full lengths and there's always that one where you're like, Meh, you'd never even make it all the way through it because you can just tell it's kind of sounds like all the other stuff and doesn't have that spark of like creative. You can just tell when people aren't stoked, you know, it comes through. Oh yeah. You can tell you, you, I feel like most of the time if I hear something, um, that's kind of like sounds, sounds lazy and a little bit boring that I can already tell that it's going to be lazy and boring performed. <laughs> so yeah, very, very rarely do, for me again, that it doesn't come off that way. Um, so to move on and kind of just finish up, we, we talked a lot about like kind of alt country and stuff like, and, um, stuff like that. You mentioned that a lot as just like a main, uh, a huge influence, musical influence in your life. So like in the early mid two thousands, when you were doing like Folsom, I was just, I was just interested how that was, um, was that something that you ever really like shared or talked about? Cause like when I was in, so that's around the time that I started getting into hardcore and when, and especially it doesn't matter what era you usually are in hardcore. You, uh-huh. you kind of, you kind of come in with a, well, you kind of come in with a little bit of tunnel vision of like, when you start doing hardcore, your, your field of vision is a little narrow. And that's where a lot of, a lot of kids will like, when they start getting into punk and hardcore, the rest of the music that they might've listened to prior to that um, kind of falls by the wayside for a while. And they're like, I strictly want to go to metal and hardcore shows. I don't care about anything else. And that's usually like the mind of a kid who goes to shows between, you know, the age 15 and 19 and sometimes well into the early twenties of like, this is, I got to it where that all consumed me and the stuff that I listened to. Um, I didn't talk about um, growing up, you know, in a home that mostly listened to country and like my first concerts actually uh was Dwight Yoakam uh, that you mentioned and it was super sick because like I remember that was my first those are my first like concerts and as like a you know five six five six year old like um you know my mom would give me would get would would give me a big lick one of the huge fair licorice ropes and I would just like sit there and be like this is pretty cool and uh and then I didn't and then from there I didn't go to I didn't go to concerts for until I started hit again until I you know hit my teens and didn't go didn't like go to much because like at the time like the when I when I turned sixteen um, started going to shows like the show, the bands out there were like kind of like Rascal Flats and stuff like that and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> I saw your face like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> yeah I don't but as far as that goes like I. I never like was very close minded about music like that. Like even in Folsom, that's where the name came from was we couldn't come up with a hardcore name and we were just happened to be listening to Johnny cash live at Folsom prison. And we like had a show we had to play and it was literally just like need to put something on the flyer. And then that's what we were listening to. And I think it was 
um, me or Nick or somebody said, let's do far from Folsom. And then it got cut down to Folsom. But like, we've always had like anything I've done, even like in the old Folsom stuff, there's always lyrics, country, but that stuff didn't take off in this scene. Like there weren't a lot of hardcore kids digging honky tonk or shit like that when we started Folsom. So like, I don't know. I mean, we covered Merle Haggard on If You're a Viper. And um, I don't know, like I've always liked country music and I've never been ashamed of it. Like the whole time we toured, all we listened to is country. You'd go play hardcore shows, but then in our van, like predominantly listening to whatever was new and alt country and a bunch of honky tonk just for a break from the, the fucking core, you know, and metal. So those have been like the three biggest like musical genres that have always like to this day like punk rock hardcore metal good country yeah it's good country favorite. i think i don't really i think johnny cash has always got a a big pass by everyone like as a like a universal pass from from most people but people didn't i feel like a lot of other people didn't uh you talked about like merle haggard and stuff like that and and stuff like that and in you know older like hank stuff um just like i feel like yeah. i feel like people didn't deep dive into anything past johnny cash because like especially like for my like generation growing up the main thing like john like that uh the johnny cash movie came out like 2004 2005 so people watched that and was like oh that's okay that that's actually pretty cool and uh yeah. And so they, so that one always seemed to get a universal pass, but everywhere else, and even like, you know, goes back to like Dwight Yoakam and and stuff like that. Um, like it, it, people never really started diving into it until like, you know, the last few years. I've seen a lot of like, um, Gen Z punks like kind of have that merger of uh, of both sounds and talk about just like because like this is like one you know that it came from a huge like you know underground working class style of music that people don't seem to relate because of the you know a lot of the uh post 911 style um patriotic country music that has like with with like Toby Keith and stuff like that so i right. think so i a lot of that gets like a little bit poo pooed like because well, people if you a lot of people dig into it and if you are like real fan american music then it always takes you back to the same spot it's to the blues and country western and if you're a fan of like the first wave of like punk rock bands a lot of the best like my favorite punk rock bands were straight up super fans of country music and rock and roll without rolling stones and hank williams like a lot of the my favorite stuff wouldn't be here you know so i don't know i just I think it's cool to incorporate that. And I've always tried to wave the flag to be open-minded, whether it's jazz, bluegrass, honky tonk. I mean, there's a ton of great music. Anytime anybody's ever hit me with the, like, I'm a, I only listen to this. I doubt they ever got control of a radio. <laughs> and then, Cause I just, I don't know. I'm pretty open-minded. Well, and then it's also, if you're like a punk writing music, and you just like that, you're just going to imitate the bands that you just, that just a few of the bands listen to. And you can't, it's, yeah. I don't think it's that fun. If you're not, if you're not, uh, 
putting in other influences and bringing like punk rock can be a sponge dude like it can it literally can be a sponge and an outlet to to put to soak up pieces of other of other music to make a really cool sound that nobody's ever heard yeah but um moving um first of all thanks uh so much for taking the time uh to to talk about this welcome, man. um th- i know this is a it's a it's definitely a a weird time it's a it's the holidays so um and and we're in the middle of a pandemic so like so like the yeah. so like schedules are a lot weirder than than normal this would be a time where i would just like if somebody were to say yes to and no, i wouldn't expect anyone to say yes to interview because december is like usually like nah i'm not talking to any- <laughs> i'm not talking to anyone right now i'm but like everyone's been either home or just busied. Um, I mean, you've been pretty much, you know, busy, busy with uh, life and doing and and uh, working on this project. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thanks for having me, man. I'm just excited to get good on Friday. So I'm stoked, man. Um. So any last any last things you want people to uh, know about? Uh, pagan rhythms i know that you just got you just got fig- physical releases out but it looks like when i looked it's all it's all gone it's all sold out right we have um not quite there's like i have like under 50 copies left of the uh black and uh gray lp and i still got like about 70 copies of my book that haven't sold out so um people can grab that spiritworldprofit.com and then we've got a video for uh, Comancheria that'll be out. Um, I think the street date that Safe Inside gave me, it's going to be February 12th is when everything's going to be sold out. So I guess it doesn't fucking matter. But the actual date that it'll come out will be February 12th. So probably have that video drop around then. So, yeah, tell a friend, man. Anybody you think will like it. Appreciate all the help we can get. Absolutely! Shout out to Safe Inside. Shout out to to Death Wish, who they put all the like the, the store through as well. It's super super freaking sick. I'm sure I'm sure the Death Wish crowd yeah. will be the Death Wish crowd will if they haven't uh, got, uh, caught on to this yet. I'm sure people who are fans of the you know the discography of that label will will enjoy um, will definitely enjoy Spirit World. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah man. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get off and de- get to some music. Um, you're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Into the eyes. 
Make sure to check us out on social media at DeadAirNWCZ on both Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash DeadAirHardcoreRadio. Yeah! 
back. You're listening to Dead Air 2 Hours of Hardcore Radio. We're here to finish up the show. Shout out to Stu Folsom. Shout out to fucking Dwight Yoakam. Um, shout out to fucking country music. Shout out to my mom for for giving me a long fucking licorice, ro- licorice rope um, when I was a kid at the King County Fair because that shit was sick and that shit stuck with me. And uh, shout out to real country music. Fuck Toby Keith. Uh, 9-11 was planned. Um, sh- um, shout out to uh, the feds that flew over my fucking um, studio. Uh, shout out to uh, Casey Shaw. Shout out to Every Movie is Good podcast. Shout out to 21 Pilots. Um, fuck, uh, fuck the other band that's not 21 Pilots, a.k.a. Uh, the Imagine Dragons. Um, shout out to By All Means. Um, but fuck the drummer. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, shout out. Um, shout out to uh, to Cody for not um, doing vocals on that uh, on that Lilith track. Um, shout out. Shout out to Garrett for calling um, Chris out for not knowing his shit. Um, shout out. Shout out to Signature Select Cola Soda Baby. Um, that's, that's the shit right there. Is that there. what you're rocking right now? Yeah, that's from, straight from the fucking fridge. And shout out to NWCZ, uh, radio studio. Um, just a, just a heads up for people who, who listen, um, to the, to the studio, the station that runs out of studio. We'll be making some changes soon and I'll be, I'll be, I'm, I'm getting evicted because I'm a fucking piece of shit. Uh no, actually the the owner who's been really gracious with giving me an outlet and basically providing me with resources and income and everything is uh, moving away. Um, uh, eventually in the next seven to eight months, um, tentatively, and uh, I'm gonna be looking for a new fucking uh studio. So we'll talk about that. Um, you know later on, but. That doesn't matter. The show will always fucking go on. Um, nothing, nothing's happening to the actual collective as a station. We'll just be finding some new new places to record. Even if I have to like literally record it in my bathroom with Chris, and he has to come into my bathroom and help me clean my bathroom while we uh, record the show. Yo, down. Um, sorry. Like I heard, I heard this little thing that you showed me from Casey. And from your band, from your band, by all means, and, by all means, and I got, I got a little pumped up. I'm not gonna lie, it uh, yeah. gave me, it gave me uh, energy. I feel, I feel young again. I feel, I feel um, 29 and a half again. I love it, baby, baby. Like fuck you, fuck, fuck anyone in their late 20s. Fuck the fuck, fuck you if you're a 30s punk. Um, but you know, still give me my money. Give me, give me your money, though. We still need those those old heads to consume hardcore and and uh, throw half of their fucking income at us. Um, That's right, dude. I'm I'm fucked up right now, um, but I'm still straight edge. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into music. So we played uh, Spirit World with Unholy Passages. I cannot recommend enough to check out fucking Pagan Rhythms. Please, please do that. Um, after that, we played uh, Struck Nerve, Watch You Slip. Um, just came out December 4th on uh, Youngblood Records. Um, Youngblood 
it's very slowly comes out with music, but it's all in that in that Cali vein. Um, still, still some of still some of my like uh, my favorite shit came was from Dis- what discrepancy, which we both saw in California. Like what now? That's like five, four years, four years ago. Yeah, something like that. When we saw mm-hmm. Mindset, and I got that fucking uh, I had. I got people at the bars looking at me for that discrepancy hoodie with all the like that had like the little like red X uh, cancel sign over like the drugs and stuff. It's like, oh, so you don't do drugs. You don't dr- drink. So and I'm just like, you what know, the same, the same shit I get from working bars all the time. Um, after that, we played music from Slut Bomb. Um, they they have their uh, 2021 promo. The follow up to their split with uh, Body Farm. If you haven't checked out uh, Slut Bomb from Ohio, um, check this shit out. It's a, it's literally just um, a one song promo. So I'm sure there's gonna be um, more to come. Um, it looks like more of the uh, it releases is in uh, January first, and I've uh, definitely this vein of of uh, of punk hardcore. I've seen this band. Um, the releaser the releases i'm i'm seeing more and more um progression i'm really liking what i'm hearing from this band um after that is some music from soul glow um i don't know if you listened to uh songs to yeet at the sun but that shit is so fucking good it might be in my top of of 2020 um very fucking unique hardcore um that has like vibes that, that that remind me of dangers, but seriously, like is in a lane of its own with uh, definitely like a, a, a uh, noisy uh, hip hop uh, thing going on, like with a, mm-hmm. um, with kind of rhythmic, but still has like some interesting, like screamo vibes that, like I, like I said, that kind of remind me of yeah. like some early dangers, but definitely uh, you can't, you can't put it. You can't. You can't really put this in a specific lane. But if you were to tie it to something, this is that's what I would. But uh, check it out. Songs to Get the Sun is super sick. Uh, might you might see it on a uh, on the top twenty list as we. Uh, I haven't decided. Do we want to do a listening party or a top tw- a top band a top like band list collectively as our as our next or last live uh, thing of the year. Um, I'm down for a listening party again. So one more. So we'll do a listening party again. Well, um, I think, I think that'll probably be the, well, we'll try to get out. What we'll do for the listening party is we'll try to get out all the releases that we haven't listened to, uh, yet. So. And this time I'm picking the guests. Okay. You're going to pick the guests. That's right, baby. So you know who you're. Okay, so we're. So if you're doing the show, we have to have the guests collab on some shit and get some and bring some, bring some songs to the table that we're listening. All to. right. All right. You got it, boss. So after this, we're gonna play some music that, uh, some non-core from Germany that. Uh, whoa! Woo! Tried to blast me with that shit. Um. That Chris, some non-core from Journey that uh, Chris uh, suggested, a band called Entropy, and uh, 
I fucking love it. It's definitely in the vein of of all like uh Bob Mold bands. Um like lots of uh Husker Du, Sugar, um I heard some Swerve Driver um in there and it uh I haven't listened I haven't got to listen to uh all of all of this shit, but uh but I'm I'm very uh interested in uh in listening to the rest we we played uh off their off their uh lp liminal liminal um i i was trying to get that right the first time but fucked it up but i played track five which is uh titled february 20th 1974 um i know like if you love alternative like really uh catchy alternative punk in anything anything bob mold you will fucking love this. So, any any la- anything you want to add to that? Um, Bob Mold forever. Uh, still alive and kicking. Um, I mean, love Who's Do and he's Sugar. Not de- he's not dead. What the? F- <laughs> no, no, that's why I'm like, oh, this probably would let's, make it let's sound. Calm, like he's let's dead, calm but... down. Like this has been the year of. Uh, you know, unfortunately, yes, exactly. Um, you know, heart goes out, but yeah, we got to make that, we got to make that very clear. <laughs> yeah. No, still alive. All good. All love. Um, no, like I just happened to stumble upon this and I listened and kind of like how, um, the new hum record just immediately, I was just like totally hundred percent vibe. That's how I felt with this. You know, I just, I kind of got like, um, a little like uh, quicksand Catherine wheel vibe as well. Oh yeah. That's, I definitely, um, I definitely can, can get um, that like hardcore adjacent sound out of it too. It's, de- it's definitely a hat has those, um, those grunge and um, shoegaze and like an indie sound that is specifically pulling from punk um, and hardcore as as most of these uh, adjacent bands do and the ones that we talked about um, that we kind of cited for this band. So check it out. I'm actually actually excited because there's every once in a while there's a band that I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm listening to it. And I want to listen to the rest of the record. I want to I want to stop this show so I can listen to the rest of the record. That's what this that's what this is. This is my like this is what I'm going to listen to on the way home. I'm excited. So we're going to. We're pretty much fucking done. So uh, thanks for all the listened. Um, send us emails once again, deadairnwcz at gmail.com. Follow us on our new TikTok. Talk shit. I mean, if, you, um, I'm, if you're one of the uh, Gen, Gen Zers that are coming from TikTok, um, welcome. I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited. So, um, yeah, that's it. Any last words, Chris? Um. Shout out to Mountain Dew Code Red. Shit Shout sucks. Out. Let's I'm dude, Mountain Dew Code Red is fucking horrible. Are you kidding what? me? Are you, are you fucking kidding, kidding me? me? Are you gonna sit there and fucking me? are you gonna sit there and fucking tell me that you, that if you have a live wire next to a fucking code red, you're going for the fucking code red? Is that what you're you fucking bet telling your me? Ass and I stay. Uh, uh, I'm I'm physically fucking vomiting on the mic right now. Damn. Are you fucking kidding me? This Yo, is I take a Baja blast over like 
that oh yeah of course you should fucking take a baja blast over it no matter all the there's all the baja blast haters because they're fucking taco bell haters fucking baja blast rules i don't give a fuck like (laughs) livewire just tastes like pee nah livewire sick pitch black is fucking sick every fucking (laughs) game fuel is sick yeah give me that Fucking cough medicine Mountain Dew, baby. And I'm going to take some fucking nerds and put nerd. I used to, when I was like 13, 14, put, put fucking nerds in the soda and shake that shit up and have a, have a fucking nerd soda, baby. Dude, what are you talking about? That's what this podcast is. Nerd soda? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please make that a description of this podcast? <laughs> Um, nerds, 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 soda hardcore. Yes. Imagine dragons get vaccinated. Punisher skull hardcore. This is obviously like we've gone over our time, but obviously I'm keeping this for the podcast because, like, fuck it. And if so, if we do a Patreon, this is what you're going to get. Sick. I I, I love that all the like BS like talks I, we do. They're just like, yep, Patreon. I can't think of anything. What else are we gonna fucking talk? We can we can talk about like a north. We can do Northwest Hardcore Family Trees. I think it'd probably be really cool to like do Patreons and of our favorite Northwest bands. Maybe do like a a whole power episode and like kind of like gather information and stuff. If you want to, if let me know if you guys would I want to do a Patreon soon. I've been slacking on it because like our num like you know sometimes our I the numbers always reflect how much work I actually put into the to putting the episode out there. So um I just get I like sometimes like oh man, yep, this is the time and then I'm like I don't take then I don't take any fucking time to put it out and then I'm like Oh fuck! But there, there you go. So, I guess that's the time to to. If you think I should do a Patreon, hit me up. Also, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Dead Air NWCZ at Dead Air NWCZ and Facebook dot com slash Dead Air Hardcore Radio. What's the TikTok name? D A H C two five three. So basically, Dead Air Hardcore two five three. We just, uh, you know, shoot the shit. I'll reply to your, I'll uh, reply to pretty much any of your fucking comments. I've, I had somebody ask me about making a folk punk video, and I'm, that's one I'm like not gonna fucking do. So, there. Except you totally should. I'm like, what you should do f- like um, a crust punk video. Um, then you're gonna help me with that. <laughs> All right, we'll take a field trip to Seattle first. Uh, Crust punk with dog combo. We see we're we're doing the long. <laughs> do a cross, do a crust punk field trip. Yeah, interesting idea. We um, we might have to workshop that. So let's get out of here. Um, we're gonna play. We're gonna play uh, entropy right now. This is in dead air two hours hardcore radio. Mm-hmm.